Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as I am psychoanalyzed about my movie-watching habits in today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What is this? What is this? Today, I am joined by yet another, uh, I guess, colleague of mine that plays Fantasy Movie League um, to add to the growing roster of guests lately, uh, Dylan. Hello there. Thank you. Hi. Uh, you, we, uh, as one of the people I reached out to, pretty much everybody I've talked to, I asked them for the topic because... I kind of was at a loss, uh, hence reaching out to people in the first place. So um, we kind of threw ideas back and forth a little bit, and you finally came up with today's topic, uh, which is less of me interviewing you as some of the previous <laughs> episodes have been, and probably more you interviewing me as it turns out. Yeah, I mean, is that okay? That's You're totally this? fine. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Hey. Under the scalpel. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, my computer's acting up a little funny, but uh, okay. So, as as your your listeners know, you have this massive spreadsheet, right? Yes. And, and it is. Uh, it is. I, I don't. Insanity is that a fair word to use? Would Would you I, call it insanity? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I guess I'd like to know how it came to be. I'm also kind of intrigued by the fact that you're a writer, <laughs> okay. kind of by trade, and not something more mathematical or analytical. Obviously, you're into analytical things to be involved with Fantasy Movie League, mm -hmm. but you would think that profession-wise, you might also trend towards that way i would just it, it it always strikes me as kind of funny and yet not really surprising at all that so many people that play fantasy movie league what do you know they're accountants they're analysts or they're something like that right and they just all it, it's the cross-section of that type of brain with loving movies and possibly loving fantasy sports in general but i don't think that's necessarily a prerequisite mm -hmm. um so yeah i was kind of curious about how it came to be and how it meshes with your personality. Okay, that's a that's a pretty fair place to start. When I so the the spreadsheet that I work on now and have kept up with uh, came about in 2011 uh, during my sophomore year of college, but way back when I was probably 12 or 13, at, for like maybe 15 minutes, I, I had the idea to like write down all the movies I had seen. And that feeling passed pretty quickly. Uh, it was like a Word document with just titles, and it was very silly and sloppy looking, and I lost interest pr pretty quickly. But I also wasn't watching movies as often as I do now. And then, so in college, I uh, eventually ended up on this sort of trend. Uh, I had a particular place I went online to watch movies 
and I would just kind of watch the next thing that came up on that that place, and it was very random and askew, and like I was watching movies I'd never heard of that no one else on in my college dorm had ever heard of, and and like looked terrible, and and starred porn actresses or or you know all these random things that I had watching. And I eventually decided, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to watch all these weird things and watch all these movies. I feel like I need a purpose for it. I need a reason to be doing this. I need something to make this seem worthwhile. (laughs) And so, you know, so like I I started a very simple spreadsheet um, and uh, just kind of put it, you know, started putting titles together and. Um, I, I started out with really simple information, just what year was this movie released. Um, I, even from the very beginning, I was rating every movie out of 100. So, like, I gave all the movies a rating. And uh, I think it was right about the time of spring break. So I was headed home. And the whole time I was home, I was just kind of in my room on my laptop trying to remember every movie I'd ever seen. And, like, going through all these different databases and, like, okay, I've seen yeah. this, this, this. And, um and even even now, even to like years years past that, I still every once in a while find a movie. I'm like, oh, I've totally seen Dunstan checks in uh, on a class field trip back in middle school. Like, <laughs> add that to the list. But I feel pretty secure that like this is 99 percent accurate as far as the number of movies and what ones I've seen. And. Uh, and from there, it just it just grew and it 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 grew. And now, you know, on the website, you can see, like, all the different pages and all the different types of data I'm looking at constantly. Now, although I know you've shared this with people and there are, uh, like, viable reasons for doing so, I have to assume that 98% of this is strictly for your own amusement, and cataloging. Not, I, mean, I use the term amusement loosely, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is for your use, and you're the, the main. You're the power user of it, and the sole power user of it. You're not outsourcing this, or or even spreading your template out to other people necessarily, right? Uh, that's almost entirely true. Uh, there is one listener who actually asked me if they could like get a s- template of this to see kind of if they could <laughs> utilize it. So, like, I stripped it pretty bare. I took out even a lot of, like, information that I use, I track because I'm like, I don't think anybody really cares about tracking where every actor was born or, <laughs> uh, you know, what their birthdays were. But so, like, I made a pretty simple version of the, the spreadsheet that I sent to that person. Um, and I, I'm not in, like, uh, uh, frequent contact with them, so I, I don't know exactly how much yeah. work they've put if- into it. But um, they seemed to be receptive, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, it's a ton of work. That's that's the biggest thing. Is just I I, I can imagine it's not automated. Like every single thing has to be input by hand, and and that's taxing. With, and it's with... not like you see one or two films a week. You see <laughs> right. what twenty? It, it's it's probably over thirty a week on average. Which is patently bonkers, right? Yes. I mean, has has how long have you been going sustaining this rate? Uh, 
Uh, easily since I quit my job back in August. So a good okay. 10 months at this point. Prior to what? that, it was probably closer to one to two a day because time didn't really permit more than that. So, uh, like, over the past five years, is this, like, a 45-degree angle increasing <laughs> your viewership kind of thing? Is that... Uh, well, yeah, kind of. Um, so, like, I can say that last year, roughly, I watched about 1,280 different movies. So that doesn't include rewatches. Um, in 2016's calendar year, I watched 1,067. In 2015, it was only 350 in 2014, it was about 900. And then every year before 2014, it never got more than like 400 movies. Uh, so and, but not still, not counting rewatches. Now, yeah, how, none uh, of those count rewatches now. Or, 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 or what are you talking? An, an additional 50% for rewatches? 25%, uh, you think? Because like, I'm 50-50 probably. Okay, I'm, my, my percentage is way skewed to no rewatches. Um, I would say that during the years between like... 2000 and 2010 you could probably account for a lot of maybe 70 30 rewatches but ever since 2011 it would probably, probably be like 98 to 2 percent rewatches okay yeah that that's that's that that, that takes some uh <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that takes some gumption i think i i i, it, I just enjoy watching Rewatches a lot. I, anyway, that's it's kind of a separate topic. I don't want to. I don't want to lose focus. Okay. I had more questions. Sure. sure. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So, f- wow. I mean, can I be blunt? Of course. All right. Are your parents rich? <laughs> uh, I, I was raised by my grandparents, and they were decidedly not rich. Okay. Um. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. When I just if I'm talking to someone on the internet and they tell and I've you know I I, I gave you a little bit of my background. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I've been in contact with many people who watch lots of movies. <laughs> yes. Um, may, probably none so many as you. Those some people uh, again boggle my mind. If it's if if you're in the two, if you're even in the averaging one a day club, you're in rare. Air. If you're in more than that, it's just a second stratosphere. Anyway, when I hear the something like I watched 1,200 new movies alone in the last year, I'm like, okay, for for a day. Yeah. And I think here's the things that go through one's mind when you hear that uh, unemployed, which you are, but at the same time you're 26, right? Yes. Okay, so not not no big deal there. Uh, morbidly obese, which I am not. Um, you are not. Which I am was six one and about one hundred and eighty five pounds. <laughs> and I believe I saw somewhere that you like you like biking. You know, yeah. uh, so you're you're <laughs> defying conventions left yeah. and right. Um, <laughs> and then yes, uh, this person is independently wealthy, or is I guess you could go the opposite direction and. I'm not saying you were this, but it's like, what's the opposite? Well, what, what kind of what? Well, I was going to say somebody must be on welfare. They got no oh, job. Okay. Yeah. How do they? How 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 does someone have twelve to fourteen hours? Maybe not that much. Eight eight to ten hours a day to watch movies. Because and I mean, you got a job and sleeping. It's like, do you not what? How, what's getting cut out of this equation? So anyway, it, it ended up being kind of uh, uh, pleasantly surprising that you did 
that you defied many of these conventions. And then it's it turns into, I told you, okay, I'm going to psychoanalyze you. It's like, what, what is it? What is the compulsion? Because mm-hmm. it, it it feels like a compulsion, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I it's 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 interesting because I, I can track. You know, it's only since maybe 2016, early 2016, that like I really felt like if I wasn't if I my if I wasn't watching movies in my downtime, I was losing time. But in the years between the spreadsheet and two years ago, uh, you know, I watched a lot of television shows. Uh, I I have a separate spreadsheet for TV shows that I rate every episode separately, Um, (laughs) of course. And so like that, I, I, I used to go like, I'd go to work, I'd come home from work, I'd watch one movie, and then the rest of the day, I'd be watching TV and catching up on like, 10 shows a week. I, I, I one point, I was um, like subscribed to all these different anime streaming websites and I was watching, you know, 25 to 30 different anime weekly. So like I I just and then like and then all of a sudden I just kind of flipped a switch and all that TV time became movie time. And then with movie pass, like now I can watch current movies and it's really cheap for me. So it's I don't know, I, I guess I couldn't really describe what makes me so fascinated by it? I don't know. Because, like, I could totally be taking down statistics on almost any other hobby besides movies if I wanted to. But I, I it's movies, though. I don't know. Are you working on your spreadsheet while you're watching movies? Generally, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're not devoting 100% of your attention to 100% of your movie watching. No, I'm not. That's fair to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, what would happen if you didn't watch a single movie for like four days? Well, I mean, like I was recently in Brazil and um, we were there for about 12 days, I think. I believe we ended up watching about 10 movies over that entire span of time. Okay. And some some of them were kind of bunched together. So we were definitely like two, three day periods where like no movies were watched, uh, which uh, to know me, I am not a traveler. Uh, that was my girlfriend. She is the traveler. I went with her. It was the first time I'd been out of the continent. And so for me, I, you know, I wasn't like itching to go to the beach or itching to go up trekking and hiking and all that kind of stuff. But I enjoy, I, you know, I'd go to spend time with her, but like anytime we were like back at the place we were staying, I was like, so you want to watch a movie? You want to watch a movie? Cause I, before we left, I downloaded like 30 movies onto my computer for that. I was like, Oh, I think you'd be interested in these. They have like, they're like cheesy action movies or silly comedies, like kind of her jam. So like I was prepared for that. Um which isn't which isn't even to count like the international flight was like 12, 11 hours long, so I watched the movies that were on that. Unfortunately, we got on the flight leaving DC and I was scrolling through the entire catalog and with the exception of movies that weren't in English, there was oh, you, one you'd movie you'd seen them all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was rewatching, I rewatched both new star wars saga movies i rewatched um like black panther and you know, i rewatched all these movies that i'd seen already 
which isn't to say that I don't enjoy rewatching movies. I definitely do. It's just the problem is I re rewatching a movie doesn't really add an, a lot of statistics to my spreadsheet. Uh huh. So it's not as impactful the second time around. Well, I, I seriously have to wonder if you like lose enjoyment in watching movies. Like it, it, this is such a job and such an undertaking. <laughs> That's so. I have a, a frequent, or I have a listener named Moran who I've I frequently talk to, um, who's who watches a lot of movies, uh, not to my extent, but definitely a lot of movies. And he and I have recently kind of noticed this trend in both of ourselves, as far as how we rate them, and we both have gotten a lot more jaded of late uh, you know it's it takes a lot more you know when you're 6500 movies in for something to excite you for something to feel fresh and new and original and that's kind of that kind of sucks you know like i can i can tell you that in 2016 um i gave 138 of the movies released in that year a positive rating so that's a 60 or better out of 100 and i gave 138 sub 50 ratings so about even mm -hmm. um last year's movies 150 good ones to 175 bad ones so the scale sort of tipped a little more so far for 2018 i've only seen 22 movies that i've given a good rating to and 69 that i've given bad ratings to which is three to one. Oh, well, i mean at a certain point you're scraping the dregs aren't you Kinda. You have, no, cho you have no choice but to, right? Yeah, like have you have you've seen all of the have you have I should say, have you seen all of the movies like on the thousand one list? No, so that's that's an interesting part of it. I haven't. There's so many like top one hundred, top three hundred, top five hundred, top thousand lists that I really haven't seen all the movies from. Um, most of the blank spots are foreign language things, which okay. I'm not opposed to, but it does require a lot more investment from me to watch those. They're generally like two and a half to three hours long. And like, that's like, I could watch two <laughs> hour and a half movies in the same amount of time. You know? <laughs> like, See, this so, is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about because I, I know I've heard the same sentiment from other people. And it's like when you're I've, usually from people that are, are working off a list like that, where they're like, I want to watch all these. And it's like, Oh, why would I want to watch this three hour movie when I can watch two other ones? Right. <laughs> the, I, it to, I get it, and and it's not to say that I always feel that way. I know, you know, like I will, I will love to watch me like a three-hour Kurosawa movie because I just I in, I'm into that. I, or or I don't know. I I watched um uh if you if you heard of Shoa, have not. It's an eight and a half hour Holocaust documentary. Mm. I spent a whole night watching that once. <laughs> you gonna, are you gonna, are you going to watch Empire? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not opposed to like these marathon movies or three hour movies. I just, you know, I, I pull up, you know, a list and I'm like, well, I have to be doing such and such a thing in like two hours, so I can't real. I don't want to like have to cut something short a lot of the time. But are are. Are you a classics man? Are you good with any time frame, basically? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's helpful for you. <laughs> like I've I've gone as far back as um, 1874. Okay. Uh, but you know, I, the silent era is is still a big big blind spot. You know, I've seen some Chaplin and some 
Keaton and and, so, and such, but definitely a lot of blanks blind spots in the in the silent era. Um. Wow. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so. Oh, so. Uh, yes. This. Um, glad. Also, kind of surprised that you have a girlfriend. How? <laughs> how is that possible? Uh, and, okay, wait. Wait. Before you yeah, before ahead, you answer, yeah. I got. One, I got I'll, I'll throw another question onto there. What do you tell a prospective partner? in advance when you're just getting to know them as it relates to this. Okay. Uh, so let me go back to a previous relationship I was in to kind of help flesh this out a little. Um, I mentioned, like I went, I told you how like last year, 1200 movies, the year before a thousand, the year before that 350. Uh, so back in 2015, I was in a relationship for two months. It was long distance. And for that Pretty much for that two-month period, I watched zero movies. It was a very trying time in my life. Uh, not to say that I wasn't like very happy to engage with this other person, but it was it was very trying, and uh, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. It was something that like she knew, she was aware that like I was a big movie person and that I love movies, and like she. Even as we talked about it, like she had told me, like, oh, these are some of my favorite movies, and she was telling me stuff that I'd never heard of, um, which was fascinating, and like that's I love that. But the whole time, like we'd never watched a movie together, like on Rabbit or something. You know, we never uh, really talked about movies because like I wasn't watching them during that time, and so we ended up parting ways, uh, like. Mm, mid-November of that year and I remember like as soon as like like I, I kind of feel bad about this but like I also don't but like as soon as we stopped we, we had broken up I like literally was watching catching up on all these movies that you were like you, you were mainlining film yeah because I was like oh man this is what I could have been doing and not that that would have necessarily been a better option but just that oh I get know, it I felt the the need to do it I watch a fraction of the amount that you do, and I there's not a chance in hell I could be with someone who not only didn't enjoy films, but, like, actively. Like, my wife likes watching movies with me, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine having to, it to be something that I'm like, oh, i got to squeeze in, and it's, like, separate time from you, or hide mm-hmm. it, or, you know, anything like that. Right. And with with your movie going habits, it's it's just exponentially. So I would imagine you you have to find someone who not only likes movies but is really okay with losing you like a third of the time if they're not with you that whole time. Maybe they're do, maybe they're crocheting the whole time, and that's cool too. <laughs> so long as you know you're together, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my current girlfriend, we've been together for a little over a year now. Um, I knew her. Before, I had known her for, since before the previous girl I was with. And so she she knew me. She knew that I was, like, super into movies. And I did that pretty much all the time. And that was made apparent. Uh, we also worked together. So, like, we had that in common. And so now, what? so while I'm currently unemployed, you know, I I wake up at, like, 8 in the morning. I watch movies until she gets home from work, which is about two in the afternoon. Uh, she's awake until six in the afternoon, 
and then she's asleep, and then I'm still awake then. I don't go to bed till like, 1 in the morning, and so I have another, like, 7 hours or so to, like, watch movies. Um, I also pay for her her movie pass in addition to mine. So uh, every week, like, we take, like, 5 to 10 minutes, and I'm like, all right, these are the new movies coming out. Which ones do you want to go see? And so then I have a list of, like, all right, I can go see these by myself when she's too tired to go or just this doesn't work with the schedule. And then other times we'll just – she'll come home from work. We'll go to the movies together uh, and see them that way. So she's she's been super, super great about, about everything. Uh, she – I don't think has ever even really looked at the spreadsheet to my knowledge. Um, just kind of knows of its existence. So uh, I, she's, scared, she's scared what she might find perhaps. <laughs> Maybe um, <laughs> it's the other aspect though, is that like she doesn't like a lot of the same movies that I do, which is interesting. You know, like a lot of my favorite movies, she's like, eh, well, the good news is you'll watch the movies she likes anyway because they're right. <laughs> you'll see, right. you'll see everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm not uh, I don't mind watching a Mamma Mia or or Home Again or anything like that. Like book, I'm Book Club? The Book Club opening yeah. weekend, totally good with that. Opening weekend. <laughs> You're the target demo. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, mid 20s uh white guys target uh-huh. demo for Book Club. Um yeah, so you know, she's been great about that and it's it's just um the biggest problem though is like i i find myself kind of in this dilemma where like i i i don't know how how you feel like in your own relationship but when i'm you know i'll you know we'll spend you know, some number of hours together you know watching tv or or cooking or like going for a walk or a bike ride and like eventually i get to this point where like i really feel the like itch the the need to like watch something and i i feel bad like asking her to always watch all these movies with me and and you know especially if she's not interested in them and and you know a lot of the movies she wants to watch i've already seen so like i'm not super into watching all these movies a second time and so I always kind of, and like, I also don't want to like split us up and like have her do her own thing and me do my own thing if I don't need to. So <clears throat> that kind of situation plays in my head a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so far uh, it is, it has been okay. Um, and I think if, if I can, if I can manage to not get like a 40 hour a week job ever again, you know, <laughs> in that world like i could i'd be perfectly fine you know because the situation we're in now uh is is more than satisfactory as far as my movie going habits are concerned i mean yeah it's getting a job seems uh, t- uh like a disincentive to you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true and you mentioned like coming from like rich parents you know i i went to university of pittsburgh i had my got my degree in writing um, I was super, super fortunate to graduate without any debt um, and with, like, enough money that, like, I'm able to not work for 10 months and not feel like I have to only drink water and eat rice <laughs> all the time. Right. Um, right. 
Not that I, I mean, I do live quite frugally, but uh, I, I don't necessarily have to at this current point. But I, I, I see the end in sight kind of thing. Well, and... I was to say, when you're talking about your girlfriend and the time management or however you want to phrase it, mm-hmm. this, this is where I would come in as the uh, grizzled older man, veteran, whatever you want to call it, mentor, and say... <laughs> My son, you're gonna have to choose. <laughs> you can, there, there is, there is, there, there is a way to have to get your cake and eat it too. But uh, I think that that's like uh, finding. I don't know. I guess, for lack of a better cliche, needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, there may be a woman out there who wants to watch just as many movies as you, but. For the most part, you know, you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to set your priorities, and you're going to. My obsession or having a girlfriend, and mm-hmm. the fact that you're able to have both, I think, is amazing. But you, you, you do what what you say is going on inside your head tells me that you you know that it can't go on forever. No, like something's got to give. Concessions have to be made in one place or another. Uh, so you know in. Over, I don't know, the last four or five months or so, um, as someone, you know, like my previous job was an overnight job at Target, um, just working in the back room, which was actually very, like, analytical and Tetris-like, which I had a knack for. But uh, since since leaving that job, you know, I've been trying to do, like, freelance work, uh, stuff I can just kind of do from home that, like... Oh, if I really absolutely felt like I needed to, I could work and watch movies at the same time. And um, fingers crossed, like, still kind of, like, working this all out. But fingers crossed, I am currently discussing a book contract. So it... Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if it'll be lucrative lucrative enough to like sustain me without getting like a part-time job or something like that. But, um, there is, there is hope on the horizon and I'm clinging to it very dearly. <laughs> I, I mean, if you, yeah, if you're, if you're able to pull that off, then, uh, yeah, more power to you. You'll be able to do both. I... <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound super confident in that. No, it's more. I'm thinking of. <sighs> I'm, I'm still psychoanalyzing you because okay. I can't help okay. it. Yeah. I, I don't. You, you. You seem like uh, you, you got a level head on your shoulders, and you, you. There's a part of me that's still like this is an addiction. <laughs> it's like I can enjoy this and see, and and I, I know I have an FML addiction myself. I get it. Um, I don't know if I'm. I'm. I feel as compelled as this feels like a compulsion mm-hmm. like I, I got another friend he goes and sees like a movie in the theater every day and he probably watches some at home too and he, he like titles his Facebook post probably shitty movie Wednesday and he's going <laughs> to see some terrible piece of shit and I'm like you know you don't have to see this right yeah. and I'm sure he enjoys it or at least there's a part of him that enjoys it but there's a part of me that says why well, yeah, I think I think some people get to a certain point where they just feel they have to, and it's like that's why kind of why I asked you what what, what if if you didn't watch movies for a week, I feel like you'd be crawling off the walls. 
<laughs> Would you? Pro- you know, probably it. Could you stop for a week? I could. Uh, you know, I, and then you know, I'm sure I sound like every addict in the world. You know, when I'm like, oh, I could stop whenever I want to. Uh, <laughs> I, and I say this also because when you're talking about having a job where you can also watch movies at the same time, I'm like, well, then you're not really committed to either. You're just kind of doing it so you can tick off your spreadsheet, which is a separate compulsion, right? That's, that is true. And it's, that's, I try to like, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting aspect of that. You know, I watch so many movies and especially as of late, like so many of them are movies that the average moviegoer wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> So, like, I go into these movies not really expecting to get much out of them, other than statistics. But I kind of try to use that to my advantage and say, like, okay, can this movie hold my attention? Can it pull my attention away from anything else I'm doing? If I'm looking at my phone, if I'm inputting data from a different movie that I just watched into the spreadsheet, if I'm scrolling through the chatter, if I'm going through the Discord or Box Office Theory or whoever it is. Uh, And, you know, it's a... I don't know, it's not like the perfect gauge of like how engaging a movie is, but it does kind of help out in like, I think, you know, I get to the end of the movie and I'm thinking back like, okay, well, you know, I was scrolling through pretty much the chatter the entire time this was playing. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like looking through the cast list and I'm like, I don't even remember seeing this person in this movie. So, you know, this like... Are you really watching movies? Yeah, that there's that question, and you know, I, I'll admit, like there are movies that, like, I'll hit, like, I'll hear the credit music and not even realize the movie ended, and so I'll have to go rewind it and watch like the last 15 minutes all over again, <laughs> and just be like, okay, that's how it ended. Okay, I see, I see. <laughs> she did get away in the end, kind of thing. Um, but. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you, I say this as someone who, while while I can be very multitask and or distracted, however you want to call it, with a lot of things, when it comes to movies, I'm pretty religious about it. And mm-hmm. unless it just really doesn't isn't holding my attention, or maybe it's something I've seen ten times, I'm, if I sit down to watch a movie, I sit down to watch a movie, and I don't. I, I mean, I would prefer to go to the theater every time, but sure. time, money, kids, etc. Yes, but even still, I'm. I'm devoted to it. I, I, like, my wife will sit there and watch TV or movies, and she'll be on her phone, like, the whole time or a large percentage of the time, and it's not unless she, like, really gets into it that she puts it down, and that's just her personality. That's her makeup. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really relate to that. I can do that with, you know, if, if, if I'm at work, I can have 40 tabs open and bounce between programs and do percent of this job before moving on to something else and then coming back that's just kind of how i work but it's not how i watch movies you're i mean that's true like if i'm at the theater like i i'm never you know i don't ever have my phone out or anything like that and um i i think that uh you know looking at you know and like even like at the theater i would say that i'm still seeing probably the same percentage makeup of like good to bad movies as i watch at home so it's not as though like the all the movies that are coming out are like worth your attention uh but i would also i would hazard a guess that like as someone who doesn't watch five six movies a day you're probably more selective in what you're seeing sure sure uh so you know you mentioned you know if it's a really bad movie you might like find your attention drifting but if if 
more than 50% of the movies are that great, you know, I, you start to get this, like... I get you. You get the, you know I mean, you start out at that point even. Sometimes. You've seen all the good movies. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them, I've seen right? a lot of them, uh, and so you know, trying to there's sometimes I try to like push myself in a particular particular direction based on like my own selection. So um, I tr- uh, there's a couple of people who I know who do other movie podcasts or who've got, gotten in touch with me that. I've taken down their like top 300 movie lists of all time and have gone through watching all of those. And, you know, cause if somebody else really loved this movie, well, there's something to it, you know, yeah. and that's not always the case, uh, <laughs> not necessarily, but because that movie has been given this like additional, uh, endorsement, uh, you know, I go into it thinking, okay, somebody watched this and was like, this movie is amazing for whatever the reason. So I got to watch it with the expectation that I could also find this movie amazing. And so like that, you know, I, I go through periods of watching all the just movies from like that category. And like, as the categories change, like my perception of what I'm watching changes and my intentions behind what I'm watching also change at the same time. I, I have to ask, um, you, how many total did you say you've seen? Sixty five hundred ish. Is that right? Uh, as of this exact moment, it is six thousand five hundred thirty six and uh, a half. <laughs> Are you watching a movie right now? I the, I paused a movie before this call <laughs> happened. I, I'm disappointed in myself. I didn't think to ask that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't lie. No, it's, it's okay. Paused. No, I'm it's just paused. kidding. Um, <laughs> Okay, so you've watched that many. I assume you've watched all, like all the Oscar movies and you see all the new releases. What else is your well? Because I mean, I know I've I've seen the charts that say, you know, in the 60s there were only X number of films and in this decade there's exponentially more, you know. Netflix mm-hmm. alone probably puts out fucking 100 movies a day. <laughs> it what wh- where's your source outside of theaters? Or at least your main source? Um, okay, so you knocked off theaters. Uh, Oscar movies is such a deceptively large number of movies. Um, you know, I've seen... Well, I, I qualify it a little, a little differently on the spreadsheet, but um, if you take the number of Oscars actually given out across all ceremonies, that total number is 2010. Uh, I've seen a 1,523 of those statuettes of the films that have been awarded statuettes or side, side note real quick. Are we counting short films and all this? Yes. Oh, okay. That's cheating. I mean, whoa, okay. whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Wait a second now. See, uh, so <laughs> it's gotta be a feature film to count. Uh, short no, film. That's a separate whatever. spreadsheet altogether. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Blasphemy. Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, to, to, to answer the question, outside of Oscar movies, outside of new releases, outside of the theater, and, and like the big classics like the Casablancas and the Godfathers, after I get through that kind of wheelhouse, for the most part, I'm then looking at things like, um, so like, take my actors page on my spreadsheet. Uh, I'll go to like I'll look at my top ten and I'll say okay you've got okay you're just filling out filmographies all these name yeah all these names on here and I'm like well maybe does this person really does Donald Gleason should he really be the third ranked actor of every single actor ever 
I don't know. You know, like you might think, I mean, I don't know anyone who would call him the third best actor in the world. But according to your, your stats, he's got a high, he's got a high batting average. He's got a very high batting average. And, you know, I look, so I look him up on IMDb, I look him up on Letterboxd. I'm like, what haven't I seen that he's been in? And it's at the moment, it's really like super, super direct to VHS UK movies that I can't possibly get a hold of and (laughs) therefore can't really do anything about. But, but then, still, filling out filmographies of uh, 50, yeah. 100 actors would take a long time. Yeah, and like there's currently 4,747 actors on my spreadsheet. There's almost 7,000 writers. There's 3,350 directors. And all of them, almost all of them, have movies that they've done, they've been a part of that I haven't seen yet. And so, like, that's a huge, like, that's that's a well I could never finish if I only devoted myself to doing that for the rest of my life and forsook every other possible thing in the world. So, you know, it's it's impossible. Do, do you know how many feature films there are, like, per year, per decade, roughly? I just assume you have a handle on the, that off the top of your head. Um, I know that before, like, direct-to-video became a thing, it was probably in the ballpark of like three to four hundred per, um, per yeah okay per year. Uh, nowadays, it's a lot closer to like ten thousand. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's insane. I I mean, just theatrical releases, even. Uh, well, that's because 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 even though it's manageable, even even though it's still larger now than it was ten, even ten, twenty, thirty years ago, mm. it's uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It, it is larger. You know, it used to be one, maybe two movies came out a week in in like the 80s, and now it's three, four, maybe, plus, you know, uh, platform releases, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I would think that just going through that kind of thing alone would, would take up a lot of time. It does, and it's it gets to the point where, you know, I mentioned having seen uh, just about 400 movies that were 2017 releases. And like I'm sick of it. Like every time I, especially like early, early in the early 2018 calendar year, when I'm going to the theater, and this movie has to technically count as 2017 for me because of the release dates, how it works out. Of course. And I'm like, oh, please, I I'm done with that year. Like let me move on to something else for a change. You know. Uh, so like, I I'm, I'm I keep telling myself like I got like I'm doing um like yearly awards episodes on this podcast and I'm working my way backwards since from before the podcast even existed. And I'm, I did 2014 fairly recently. So like I've watched a lot of 2013 movies to prepare for the 2013 episode and then I'll do 2012, 2011 and so forth. But I just like, I look at these years and I've already seen 250 movies that released in them. And I know that like the Oscars voters didn't watch that many movies from that year. They didn't even watch all the nominated ones, like you know. Right. It's it's disappointing, and then I keep finding all these other movies. Like, oh, did you know that Isla Fisher was in such and such 2014 movie? That she's the only person that was in it, but she was in it. So at some point, I'll probably watch it. Now, um, do you have an, an amazing memory for all this, or is it? supplanted by the spreadsheet or or they they enhance each other um it's an interesting question uh it kind of works two ways i think because 
definitely just the the fact that I'm constantly going over all these movies and I, I constantly scroll through them on a daily basis. So I sort of retain that kind of stuff at uh, over time. The problem is, and I, I've talked, to, I think I mentioned this to somebody else, but you know, my girlfriend and I will go see um, I don't know a movie that came out a month ago for what I don't know what it was, but some movie that came out a month ago. And for her, that's like talking about it right now. For her, it's like five movies ago. Yeah. For me, it's two hundred movies ago. And she brings up, "Oh, do you remember when so and so did such and such a thing and at such and such point in time?" And I'm like, "I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that at all." Uh, and that's not to say that that happens for everything. You know, the better the movie, obviously, like, the more likely I'm to remember it. But well, I, I see. I'm not specifically asking about the movies. I'm. I, I mean more the stats. Like, okay. could could you rattle off ten Isla Fisher movies off the top of your head quickly? Like, quickly? I, I I could probably come up with ten if you give me enough time. Maybe she's a bad example, but it sounds she's like you not could. The best example. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I really could. Isla Fisher is probably not a great example. Are you great at? <laughs> trivia is what i'm getting at <laughs> um i i would say i'm above average at trivia it it depends on like the type of trivia you know if um well see it's it, you mentioned that it made me think of okay so i hosted this podcast and the, the game we played at the end was uh i'd throw out an actor and the people that were on the show had to cycle through naming their movies until there's only one person left sure love that game love so, that game I have to imagine that you would be amazing at that game, not only in terms of single actors, but just breadth of actors. Pro- yeah, I mean, I, I I believe so. Like I can, like I could say, um, currently on my spreadsheet there are 128 actors that I've seen 30 or more movies from. But but you retain it too. I I will maybe not the movies, I, but the the movies, but what the movies were. For, for generally speaking, yeah. Okay. yeah. Generally speaking, it's not it, perfect. It, it sounds like the movies themselves go in and out pretty quickly. <laughs> some some of them. I, I that's one of the things I really want to try to do better about. Um, like movies I see at the theater, I retain far better than the movies. Well, not. I wonder why that is. On average, I retain more than the ones I see at home, but not always. Not always. I was going to say, cough, cough, see for your movies. Uh, (laughs) You'll you'll retain more. The person that sees one movie a year probably remembers a hell of a lot about it. (laughs) Um, As sad as they are. Um, I I don't know how much more I have. This has been fascinating. Uh, What I think is hilarious is, you know, people will find out that I have a spreadsheet that I keep of movies that I watch, and I'll tell (laughs) you that it's like... Uh, uh, you'll be like, oh, isn't that so cute? You have you have <laughs> you have seven columns on your on your oh spreadsheet. With, with what are your, your seven columns? Um, all I keep, I, I don't even keep track of rating. I keep track of the movie, the medium, and how I watched it. Okay. Was it was it newer rewatch? The date I watched it, the release year, and then I have just a notes field if I want to put anything special. That's it. Okay. Okay. And uh, I've been doing that for like five, six, seven years, and I, I mostly do it to keep track of how many I'm watching a year and how how it's going. I always try to 
watch more and I can look back and see the same as you. Aha, I know I watched so few that movies that year. That reminds me of what, what my life was like at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was able to watch so many this time because I had this free time, etc., etc. But, you know, I also try to, uh, you know, I like to look back and see, am I... Am I watching any older movies? Because I'm historically terrible at watching classic films. I, I, I I'm not such a great fan of them. So, but you know, I try and throw some in and cover them, and you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, people people would if, if people hear that I have a spreadsheet of movies, they're like, oh, oh, crazy. <laughs> you're a crazy movie fan, right? right. <laughs> and it's like it's nothing compared to what you're doing. <laughs> not not that. I'm like dying to do that, but you know, it's, it's impressive. No, yeah. It's an impressive feat. At, nevertheless. Thanks. Uh, you, you mentioned like, um, adding, adding breath to like the release years of your movies and like expanding it further backwards. Like that's things like that are like statistics that I'm really focused on, on the spreadsheet. So I would say like a year ago, maybe the average release year across everything I've ever seen was <laughs> floating around 2000 um and uh now it's floating around 1996 so like i've done a lot of work to like try to flesh those older movies out and then on a flip side of that kind of thing uh (laughs) the average rating i gave a movie used to be like in the high 60s and this was like right at the end of the point where I had like blown through like all the best picture winners, like all the like classics that everyone talks sure. about. And then since then, and that was probably like 2013 or so. So in the last five years, the average rating has dropped from like high 60s to mid 50s. And I used to have a higher average rating than the average tomato meter rating for all my movies, which I also keep track of. And now the average tomato meter rating is like 13 points higher. It's it's way skewed in the other way now. Huh. Um, which, as I mentioned, is probably one part of that is just me being more jaded and cynical about what I'm watching, but also just making an effort to watch more bad movies. <laughs> which is like kind of like just such a paradox of, of thinking about it. But I don't know. I, I do feel like that's kind if if you really are someone who watches a lot of movies, you know, I went through the period myself of like I watched all the great classics in like a short period of time, but by the end of it, I really kind of felt like I wasn't giving any of those movies enough space on their own. Yeah. Um and it wasn't just it wasn't like I meant like I need to take 15 minutes between them to like reflect, but I just need to watch things that aren't so engaging that aren't really taking up so much of my mind power to like make sure I'm keeping up with all the themes and and tracking all the plots and the character development and the performances and all that stuff and like throw on a Lake Placid 3 or a Sharktopus or or, you know um, an Unbreakable or or whatever it might be Uh, just to make sure that I'm kind of wiping the palette clean every once in a while I think that sounds like a splendid idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) Well, like I say, I think that's about all I got. Um, It's it's an impressive undertaking. I I think you've got to get some interns to help. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What I wouldn't give... I, that I, I don't know that I'd really trust anybody with. I don't it, think you would. I, I certainly wouldn't. 
No way. Like, that, like anything similar. No, it's it, part part of it is you're a control freak. I'm a control freak. I don't want to let anybody else touch this thing. Yeah, They're gonna you fuck touch it up. one formula and it throws the whole spreadsheet out of whack. And like, right. I just how do I find? You know, got to figure it out and refix everything. I remember this happened a couple of months ago. But the, I, if you saw like the way I order my like actor, director, writer pages, it's I like. Have- they're in rows so that the row going off to the right has every single movie that they're part of from best to worst. And so when I'm adding a new movie statistics in, you know, I control F for, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I add the new movies rating into his list of ratings that average them out. Uh, And then I scroll down to find what movie, the new movie fits in between. So, you know, I'm right clicking the cell insert Mm. shift cells, shift cells, right. Yeah. So all like, it would take is one person shifting something down instead of right. So a couple months ago in my writer's page that happened, it took me too long to figure it out. And so then I had to go all the way back through it and like, okay, you are I've assigned three movies to you, but I only see two movies after your name. And it was just oh my goodness. It was it was travesty. Pure and utter travesty. <laughs> really? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to make a snide comment about your uh, director's page. Really, Corpse Bride, Tim Burton's best film. Well, I mean, if 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 he had actually directed The Nightmare Before Christmas, then it would not be. That would be it. But I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I try to. So, like, I try to explain, like, my ratings for movies aren't purely subjective, but they aren't, it can't possibly be purely objective either, because no one Of course can do not, that. right? Right. But I try to make them as objective as possible. So, what I mean by that is, like, were the special effects in this movie actually good? That matters. Were the performance in this good, whether or not I think the characters were well written? That matters. Was it well written? Was it well directed? Was the lighting good? Did it, did it, did it? You know, did it wrap up its A, B, and C plot? Did it, you know, do this, that, and the other? And so, over the, you know, recently, I've been trying to, like, go back through older movies that I haven't seen in a while, but um, kind of rated when I was in a different sort of headspace and reevaluate what I thought of them. Like, do I really think um, Superbad should get, like, a high 80s score? I don't know. You know, maybe it deserves like a high 70s, low 70s, low 80s. You know, what other movies are rated around it that it maybe isn't quite as good as? And kind of like going through and like readjusting scores as I think I I may have mistakenly rated them in the past. So, admittedly, I'm sure there are plenty of movies that I have very highly rated that, you know, plenty of people don't like. I know one podcast I listen to, one of the co hosts, absolutely. 100% 100% all of his body, mind, and soul hates everything Tim Burton makes. Uh, just hates his aesthetic, is not a fan of this that, that style. Mm-hmm. And, like, my absolute favorite movie of all time is The Nightmare Before Christmas. I see. So there's, like... So I'm like, how can I trust you with anything <laughs> listening to you? But, like, you know, it, it you have to listen to those dissenting opinions or, or you're going to kind of just be surrounded by a bunch of yes men who who support the movies you do so i am a big fan of corpse bride 
<laughs> I, I really, I haven't seen it in, um, <laughs> I haven't seen it in eight years. So probably due for a rewatch to see if it really retains its score of 94. But, uh, you know, I'm, I hadn't even it. really put together, even though I'm looking right at it, that he's <laughs> listed as your number two director. I, I, I forgot that this was sorted in terms of your scores. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he is your number two director of all time, fair to say. Well, he was at the time of that okay. screenshot. He's sure. currently number no, no. five. Oh, he's fallen down the ranking. Did the Coens take over? The Coens jumped ahead of him, and so did Hitchcock. All right, well, we'll hope Dumbo's good. Ah, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I'm I'm tentative. You know, I've, I've been long since been off the Tim Burton train, but... Uh, circus just evokes images of big fish, especially since Danny DeVito's in it. So, yeah, yeah, that that that's that can't be a bad thing, and I'm sure Disney is not going to let him screw it up too much, right? I hope I hope not. I don't know. I was not a big fan of like Miss Peregrine. Um, I really Dark Shadows is my least favorite movie he's made. I didn't even bother seeing it. <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, but. Pretty much everything in his catalog, I'm in. I'm like thumbs up, <laughs> but I'm I'm a sucker for that aesthetic personally. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't debate. He, he at least was way up there. He just I think he became a, a caricature of himself, and that that was started. You know, when you're casting the same two people in every movie and all, <laughs> they're all gothic, they tend to blend together and people get sick of it. It's just quality or not. It's the same thing happening with Wes Anderson. I, yeah, which he's true. broken out of to an extent, but uh, you know, I love Wes Anderson. But when Darjeeling came out, I think that was the one where everyone was like, "Okay, it's time to try something new, guy." It was mm-hmm. just, and I think you could come back to it ten years later and say, "No, this was really good on its own." It's just we needed a break, and right. I, I think we got that with Fantastic Mr. Fox. Totally, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. Um, and I think Isle of Dogs kind of did the same thing after the string of movies yeah. before it, which yeah. kind of all fit in the same um, slot. And really, at this point, 20 years in, if you're going to see his, it's like he's, <laughs> he's not going to change. He mm-hmm. did the two animated ones, and they're fantastic, but they're still the same thing, really. Yeah. They're, you know, they're different, but they're the same, and he, we're not getting a Tim Burton movie from Wes Anderson anytime soon, to, you know, just to use those two. So, uh, if, so if, if, if you go see a Tim Wes Anderson movie, you can't complain anymore that it's too, it's got too, it's too whimsical and detail oriented <laughs> and the sans serif font and et cetera, et cetera. It's too symmetrical. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, yeah, I, I feel, I remember thinking probably like half an hour ago that like, there was like a sub question of one of the things you asked that I feel like I didn't fully answer, but I, I totally do not remember anything what it was. Nor do I. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess it's just, uh, at the end of the day, I think that, Doing the spreadsheet allows me to feel more sane. And I guess the way I explained that <laughs> that sentence is by saying that um, I, I, I find it so frustrating 
you know, when I find somebody who is a fan of movies, who likes movies, who sees, you know, relatively speaking, a lot of movies, and I'm like, okay, what is your favorite X movie, whether it's actor, genre, year, whatever, and that person hesitates and has to, like, really think about it, and they do that because they haven't gone through and rated every movie that they've seen, which I'm, <laughs> obviously is, is an extreme, but like, it's like they've never even thought of it in that context before. And I'm not disparaging that, that mindset. Like I, I totally respect people who are able to like, just kind of set ratings aside and, and kind of just appreciate film as a medium as a whole. But I just think like you watch all these movies and like, even with my girlfriend, like she last year or two years ago, before we were even dating, she went and saw La La Land and Hidden Figures on the same day, a double feature. Okay. I had seen both already, and you know we were texting, and I'm like, so which one did you like more? And she's like, oh, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. And I was, and that just blows my mind. That absolutely just blows my mind. Well, I'm going to disagree with you here, so okay. I'm, I'm going to blow your mind some more. Okay. Um. For a couple things, uh, damn it! You said something a minute ago. I was going to respond to, and I already forgot what it was. But it, it, at least in terms of of, of that, uh, oh, I was going to say you used Flickchart back in the day. Yes, you must have. You uh, familiar with Flickchart? I'm familiar. I never used it. Oh, you'd seem ideal for your purposes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I found out about it at the point where like I'd it's seen too late. way too many movies to be able to go back and do it. To, to to anyone unaware, it's you literally rank one movie against each other and then it, you know, uh, once you make that selection, now you get two other choices and eventually you get movies stacked up against each other and it creates a list of your favorite movies in order. Um which I, I did it for a long time. I eventually grew impatient with it because it would take too goddamn long to to do it. As with even with however many, many movies I'd seen. Uh, to go back to what you, the, the the text about hidden figures in La La Land, some people can't process <laughs> opinions or. You could also argue that movies shouldn't be. I mean, everyone likes to say that. Uh, uh, the Oscars shouldn't be handed out until five years later. You need to see how movies date and settle and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, on the same day, it's even harder. Some, I mean, certainly it shouldn't be that way with everything. If you know, if you go see La La Land and uh, Sharktopus, I would hope <laughs> you're not like, well, I'm not sure. There's right. things that, I guess I was going to say I'm a Libra. I'm very. So I'm very. Uh, eh, I'm not sure. I need to think about it. I don't. I don't want to make a decision, and, and I get shit for that a lot. So I mean, I could see two movies, and if they were of similar quality, I could easily be like, "Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Let me give me some time to think about it." <laughs> I could tell you eight things I liked about x and five things i didn't like about y and whatnot but to, to quantify them i don't want to uh, i don't want to commit to settling on a <laughs> you know <laughs> that's i that's fair I, I respect that i think it makes a lot of sense and and you know i'm even even like even now you know we'll, we'll walk out of something like um we went and saw blockers and one of my first questions was like, well, how do you compare this to some, to game night? You know, do you like it more like less than game night? And then like, how do you quantify it? And my girlfriend was like, well, I'm not sure. You know, I liked both of them. And like, so not, and I obviously like, we're still like, we're still walking out of the theater. Like obviously haven't assigned a score to blockers yet. 
but I'm like trying to parse it through my head. Well, like I definitely laughed more at Blockers, yeah. but I think Game Night was a lot better made than Blockers was, and had better performances in it. And you know, I'm like rationaling it out that way. That's fair. And like once you get it into that those kind of terms, you know, she was able to like, oh yeah, I definitely think I laughed more during this movie than that one. But like I loved such and such a scene, or I loved Rachel McAdams or whatever. Um, so I get it. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'll, I'll Obviously, t- it's you know a little frustration, but not like I'm like upset that you can't compare hidden figures in La La Land against each other within two seconds of having walked out of the second movie. I'll tell you another thing. You asked me my favorite movies. If you were to ask me my favorite movies, I won't commit to one. And I it, now with the circles I've traveled in with movie lovers, I know a lot of people that don't want to commit to one. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's almost the norm with movie lovers. But I'm like, I've settled on three, and I'll rotate them, or I'll just tell you all three kind of thing. I it's like I don't I can't. Who know it changes by the day. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> so. as a, um one of my friends kind of talks about it. He's like, you know, he and I I totally agree with this. But like his he says like my top movie list is a living document. You know, it's yeah. constantly shifting, and any movie that I watch could totally jump up to the top spot and I could rewatch my favorite movie and it could totally fall off the next time I see it. And I, I totally agree with that. I think that's, that's if I think if you're dead set on like your top 10 being your top 10 for forever, like that's silly and, and it never could possibly be that. But just, just to take this in another tangent uh-huh. in, in regards to music, I have, I have these friends most of whom are are my age or even older, maybe in their mid forties or fifties, who grew up with eighties hair metal and shit like that. <laughs> and I tell you, these people they blow my mind because it's like that's still all they listen to, and it's their favorite music. Hmm. And I and to take it to film, can you imagine if the movie that you loved when you were ten is still your favorite movie of all time? Now, granted, that for some people that may be Star Wars or whatever, but I'm thinking more like. Uh, the Transformers animated cartoon movie or something like that. And it's right. like, that's not how this shit works. People grow up and change and go through life events and whatever. And it's like, I, I, I anyway, I'm absolutely with your friend with it's a living document and shit changes. Even, yeah. the, even the ones I've settled on with my top 10, I'm like, I mean, I don't think about it enough to re- have it really bother me, but I think to myself, well, what about things I've watched in the last five, ten years? Has anything leapt into there? But I, I haven't gone through the brain damage of sorting and ranking them <laughs> one by one by one. One right. day, one day, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, that's interesting because I, I took um, all those like top X hundred movie lists of the other people. I've like compared and contrasted them against each other and you know what movies appear on the most lists and and how highly rated they are. But the one of the most interesting statistics was breaking things down into like decades. And so, you know, I'm 26. Uh it currently if of my top 300 movies, um approximately 100 of them have been released on or after 2008. You know, like I would say, probably thirty to forty percent of the movies I've seen are from those years. So you know, it makes sense that the vast sense. majority of them. Uh, but what's interesting is like looking at how other people's distributions break down. You know, people who aren't watching five hundred movies every year, even. Uh, you know, and how 
you know, two two people I compared. One of them was in his is I think is in his mid thirties. The other one is uh, in his early forties. I want to say not hundred percent sure on the ages. And what I I you know these are they they rank their movies you know factoring in nostalgia. And so I totally expected the average release year for their top movie list to be far lower than mine. You know, uh-huh. their kids growing up in the early nineties and such forth and. You know, I was born in 91, so, like, they have all these 90s nostalgia movies that, like, I visit now, like The Goonies, and I'm like, meh, you know, it's not for me. And, shockingly, the guy who was, like, in his early 40s has, like, 15 movies that came out in the last, like, three years that make his list. (laughs) It's, like, way skewed in the exact opposite direction I expected it to be. And, like, that's super interesting and like seeing how how frequently a new movie will like jump into somebody's list even with this like really solid like star wars base of like top 10 movies sort of thing it's fascinating yeah yeah that's you remind me of okay so there's another person that plays fantasy movie that goes by the name pandora Mm -hmm. now he's closer to your age but i don't think the age is really relevant to this but uh He's one of these people who has like amazing recency bias. Where <laughs> we were listing our top three or five what movies or whatever, and like there was always some brand new film in his top three, and I think he changed it at one point to a newer brand new film or something <laughs> like that. And that was unfathomable to me. I mean, I could I could go out and see a movie today and I might it's so rare for me to see a movie and think and walk out of it thinking, "Wow, that's my new favorite movie," or "That's in that's my t- that's a top ten movie." It's like mm-hmm. it has to earn its way up there over time, kind of thing. Sure. It's like if it, if I were to list a top hundred, see now now you got me wanting to do my own top hundred or three hundred <laughs> just just so I could do it. But uh, anyway, I I can't. Yeah, I just can't fathom. I mean, if if thinking about it, it's like okay, there's probably some from 2010 forward that would crack my top hundred, maybe top fifty, maybe even top twenty. But like, are ten percent of the top fifty going to be from 2010 forward? I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I'm just not that type, I guess. But again, I'm someone that likes to do rewatches and have to see how it holds up under rewatch and things like that. So, of course, yeah. I mean, I would like I'm look, looking at my current top ten. Only two of the movies on there were released after tw- in, in the 2010s. Um, the oldest one is from 1940. So you know, it definitely spans a wider berth than maybe the entire list does, I guess. Mm. But uh, you know, that's like, you know, just the fact that I can see how many films from each individual year make it onto that list, I'm like, okay, that's too many. <laughs> Let me look at these num- these movies again and, like, really scrutinize whether they deserve this prestige that I've awarded them. Because, you know, oftentimes I find, like, well, maybe they don't. Maybe this is too high. Maybe I don't really love whatever it is as much as I, I claim I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Once you start doing that, the entire, like, fabric of the spreadsheet starts to unravel. (laughs) And a former roommate of mine, um, it was right before the second Planet of the Apes movie came out. 
and I'd rewatched uh, the first one in preparation. And I was like telling him like, Oh, I'm so excited for this movie. Uh, you know, I rewatched the first one. I bumped up its score like five points on my spreadsheet. And he was like, well, now you got to watch everything twice. <laughs> I was like, what? No. I was like, I can't do that. It's like, uh, it's, I was like, scores are scores. And if I see it again, I'll change it. But until then, um, but the, the irony is not, is not lost. Uh, just, just a total random question. So your favorite film was Nightmare Before Christmas. How many times do you think you've seen it? Uh, my spreadsheet estimates the number to be 24. Okay. Is that, I, is, that pretty uncom- is that pretty uncommonly high, or is it a slow would, sliding scale up? Um, well, so, you know, starting the spreadsheet when I was 20, um, I was kind of guessing on a lot sure, of the older sure. movies. But as of the current numbers, that's I've seen it as many times as I've seen UHF, <laughs> as I've seen Digimon the movie, um, which are all tied for 10th in overall number of views. What's first? Uh, the Lindsay Lohan version of The Parent Trap. Okay, so you, you threw in a lot of like, I think I watched this 20 times as a child. <laughs> Give or take. You know, it's, you know I've got... Um, Rat Race, 29. Uh, the Fox and the Hound, 34. Happy Gilmore, 34. Uh, the Dark Knight, I've seen 85 times. And then The Parent Trap is sitting at the number number one spot at 143. That is probably the craziest <laughs> thing you've said. Which, uh... In, in impressive. <laughs> uh, well, so I can explain it. I can explain it, um... We owned it on VHS when I was a kid. One Christmas... You don't Christ- say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. One Christmas, um, my uncle got my grandparents a stationary exercise bike. And for hmm, maybe six or seven months or so after Christmas, it was sitting in the living room in front of the TV. And for whatever reason, I was just super excited to just constantly be riding this exercise bike. And so I would put on the parent trap and I would ride the exercise bike, and when the movie was over, I would rev up the pedals on the exercise bike, jump off, rewind the movie, press play, get back on the bike, resume pedaling so that I hadn't lost and reset my my numbers. (laughs) So I was still still keeping track of like, oh, you've been biking for seven straight hours. You were a strange child, weren't you? (laughs) I was, (laughs) yeah. The parent trap, though, really, okay. Yeah. I have seen the original one. I do prefer the Lindsay Lohan version, though. But, you know, having seen it so many times, how can you not? I think I've maybe seen half of it once. <laughs> and that's because my wife was showing it to the kids or something like that. Uh, Sorry, I was I was a little too old for that one when it came out and didn't, didn't never 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 looped back around for it. No, it it's not one of those. No. <laughs> trap okay yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know is there anything else you can I, think of i think i'm tapped you tapped out yeah um what are the three movies that you keep in rotation at the top of your list the, the top uh pulp fiction fight club and eternal sunshine oh three good ones i Fan. i agree yeah, o- o- Amelie is threatening to crack into the top three. Okay, 
And then like and then it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark is up there and Star Wars or Empire or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I like it. I approve. Not that my approval means much. I appreciate your approval. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. I uh I don't know. Like without like diving deeper into like formulas and Excel stuff, I don't know what else I could really get into here. I I think we've covered it. Yeah, I guess I would I guess I would actually kind of just finish this out by saying my dream one of my many dreams that I, I have in life is that one day this variation of tracking movies and such would be feasible on like a browser based format such that I can go to Black Panther, put in the score I gave it out of a hundred, and then it will instantly fill in all the information for me. And I can go to Michael B. Jordan's page and it'll be like, he's now moved up. I don't know, 45 spots on your page because you rated Black Panther this number and now he's jumped over this person, this person, this person, you know. You need to make friends with some of these programmer Cody people on on Fantasy Movie League because there's plenty of them that could probably help you. Yeah, I would I would love that. Like, I don't know, do you use Letterboxd at all? Not really, no. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, but I, I constantly run into this issue where the cast list that they use or, or the data that they pull, because they don't pull from IMDb, they pull from the movie database, which is more like a Wikipedia variation of IMDb. Yeah. And so, like, I have... Uh, I once I started doing it, I, I became Im- it's impossible to stop. But like I can't. I'm like okay, I know that so and so did us you know additional voices during Incredibles two that isn't listed on this list. Yeah, I jump over to IMDb and I'm like, oh, they're not even listed on here. I know I saw them in the credits, so then I'll jump over to the movie database and I'll edit it and add their like credit in and stuff. Because like I hate going to somebody somebody's page like um. I don't know, like a John Ratzenberger, and it's like, you've seen 22 out of 22 movies that he's been in. And then I go to my spreadsheet, and he has 34 film credits. I'm like, this doesn't match. <laughs> and it, like, just irritates me, and so like, I have to go on a scavenger hunt. So you take your file, which, how many megabytes is it at this point? Uh, let me see. <laughs> Keep it on my Dropbox, so I can get it everywhere. Um, While you're looking for that, what I was going to say is you take your file, you sell your data to one of these (laughs) databases that are not as complete as your own database, and then you use those funds to uh, have somebody create a website that does, you know, the magic in the background for you. Oh, man. Uh, So my film spreadsheet is currently 8,139 kilobytes, and they're like 8 megabytes, which... You must not have a ton of formulas. There's a lot of... It's so big that I cannot allow it to run formulas in the background. I I have to do it. It has to work manually for anything to do anything. The screenshot on your your site has... What is this? uh, 12-ish tabs in one file. Is that still current? Or have you split them off? There's 14 tabs right now. So, I mean, it's just really one, one workbook, right? Yes. One and workbook, it's, it's only tabs. eight megabytes. I mean, yeah, my it's, FM, a, it's my FML one's like thirty-five. <laughs> what? My FML one is sixty-nine kilobytes. 
I, I don't. Well, uh, so I don't know. I, I have a lot of I have a lot of formulas in it, so that's probably why. I mean, my dailies file alone is kind of crazy. I mean, I'm I'm a self-taught Excel user. Likewise. And yeah, so you know, I I, <laughs> I started out very basically. The majority of the formulas that I use are sum and averages formulas. But then eventually you'll get into... Um... Oh, I, I know why mine are so big. I forgot. I, I do a lot of VLOOKUPs. They take they add a lot of size um, to your files. I don't use any of those. I use a lot of ifs. I use so many if formulas, though. I got news for you. They're probably the missing piece to what you're looking for. <laughs> VLOOKUPs. I, I, I've definitely like perused like i don't know I, for lack of a better word, wikis on like on like various excel formulas and i just didn't feel maybe maybe more of it was probably like my lack of like really understanding how they work but i didn't feel like they offered anything on face value anyway of like what i could do with them if that makes sense i don't uh, know if you can think of something offhand that you could that could be you translated from whatever you use them well, for to what I can um, use them for. Just on a on, I'm, on a simple note, let's say you have a rating for the Dark Knight on one of your tabs, and you also have a rating for it on another. Are you entering it in two places? So I'm entering it in three places. That's what a VLOOKUP would save you. You would enter it in one place, and so long as your key, basically in this case the title of the movie, is the same in all of them, then you enter it in one and it would look it up and, and automatically put it there in all the other places. And you could use, there's a thousand different uses for that, for, for actors, for whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, that's, that, that's kind of the, so, I, I, so the three pages that use that number are the film's main page, the genre page and the Academy Awards page are where I keep track of like movie ratings still. And I used to set up my genre page so that the rating column was an if formula. So it would say, uh, it would look back at the film page and say, all right, if the movie title on your genre page is the same as the movie title on your film page, and if the release year is the same on both pages too, find the sum of this cell, which, you know, returns me the value that I rated the movie. The problem was, uh, one, I had to factor in the year because I've watched enough movies that I have a lot that are the same exact title, of course, uh, which is frustrating. Um, but the other problem was, like, then I would move on to the Academy Awards page, and then the years don't match up anymore all the time, because 2017 movies sometimes get nominated for 2018 Oscars, and vice versa. And I wanted to track them the correct way so that they weren't, so that like I didn't have two like 2012 best picture winners because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, so like then it became a little bit more difficult and it became a headache. And then I would get run into this problem where like, I don't know, I, I would enter in a title differently on one page and then like I'd have to go in and find out where the missing problem was. And I eventually just decided, eh, I'm just going to do it by hand. I'm just going to enter, yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. My solution yeah. to that would be add another column to the left of your film title. Well, you've got your film title and you've got your year. So you add another column that concatenates the film and the year, and that's your key. And that mm. thing would not... 
that thing would be constant for everything. You could have 14 movies all called Rampage. So long as they didn't share the same year, they would all have a unique key. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Definitely something to consider and look into. We're getting really into the weeds now. <laughs> yeah. Anything to expedite the process, though, is greatly appreciated. I think um, a couple of years ago, I would probably say that like the average movie takes about five to ten minutes to input, depending on like how big the cast is. Uh, but yeah. now it's more like ten to twenty minutes. Like something like Infinity War went like beyond the twenty minute point. There's like fifty, like forty actors are in that movie, and you're like, I just want to watch that movie. I just want to watch Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Can I watch that as like what, two people in the cast? <laughs> yeah. Screw this! If Infinity War is an eight hundred actors, this is gonna take me all day. Right. Exactly. You know, it's it's the, it's that entire sort of thing where like on one side, I love the fact that it's adding so many stats but at the other time it's like oh this is so time consuming and you know i gotta go into it and change everything i'm like i feel like i've been on the same page for five minutes and it's because i have so it's a blessing you know, and a curse it is a blessing and a curse uh definitely well i really hope that one way or another you're able to monetize this data because you have so much of it that it would be a shame if you weren't able to i wish I, I keep getting, you know, um, I've had people tell me like, oh, you should totally put this on Reddit. You know, you would get all the upvotes. And I'm like, what do upvotes do for me? Right. I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, maybe like somebody who actually could help me with it or, or could use it, could see it, I guess, if it likes on the front page of Reddit or something. But um, I feel like the more likely situation is that like somebody passes it off as their own or uh, something like that or just, I don't know makes fun of like me giving the dark Knight a 100 out of 100 or something, you know, like that's probably what the comments will devolve into. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it might be a little too specialized as well. Like I see, I see your color coding and I'm like, no one could ever get inside what all this means. It's like the matrix. I'm sure you look at it and you're like, ah, yes, I, I see the woman in the red dress, and everyone else is like, how you got 45 different colors on here? Yeah. I I'm I've had a lot of people like tell me how ugly the color schemes look. Um, I not a lot, a couple. Um, not that I really show this to a lot of people that like, at least in person, but like I look at it and I'm like, well, obviously the pink ones are people who are like animated roles. And obviously, like, the obviously. gold dots are, like, Oscar-winning, and obviously the spaced-out gold dots are nominations, and, like, the orange background is narrators, and the green background is, like, they play themselves. You know? I, like I, I completely get it. Again, with my FML you know. dailies file, I have, <laughs> I have all this color coding going on in it, and it's totally arbitrary that no one, yeah. no one would probably be able to figure out well why is that one yellow and that one's orange but they all have meaning to me yeah it's like orange is means this and blue means that i input that number or what whatever it happens to be it's not nearly as much as this but there's you got a system it's my system yeah 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 you have to have a system or or it's just chaos it's just chaos (laughs) I i think you work very similarly in excel as i do i I look at these and i see 
I see, uh, of course, like I say, obsession, but also I see, I, I see familiarity. I see, ah, mm-hmm. I would do the same kind of thing if, if I were so inclined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like one other thing I guess I could say is, um, as far as like the, the amount of spreadsheets I have. So the things that I cover other topics, I mentioned, I have, I do one for TV shows as well. Uh, I also have a spreadsheet for my budget, everything I ever buy, totally track every single, every single purchase, um, down to the penny. Uh, obviously I have a fantasy movie league spreadsheet as well. Uh, I have, uh, I play, I watched, you watch, I don't know if you watched the show survivor. I did up until this last season It's sitting on my DVR, but okay. before I'd seen every episode. All right. Neat. Uh, I play Fantasy Survivor with a bunch of my friends. Okay. Uh, they have to do nothing. I track down a ton of arbitrary statistics that happen throughout each episode <laughs> and then present us with scores every week. So I have a spreadsheet for that. Uh, I have a separate spreadsheet that tracks everybody's top movie lists against each other. Um, I have a separate spreadsheet for um, uh, when I used to work at Target one of the processes we would have to do is pull product from the back room for the floor. And there was a process on the computer that showed us exactly how many of each product we had to pull, how long it was supposed to take. And then after it had been, all that product had been pulled, how long it took each person. So I made a spreadsheet uh, that tracked how fast all of the employees were at this, this part of our job. Um, <laughs> One, because I was clearly the fastest of everybody, so I wanted to know how much faster. But two, just to like see, like, oh, you know, you can definitely go into that and say, like, oh, people are so much better at pulling this type of product than that type of product. And it takes people, you know, this person is pulling product at 110% of the amount of time it's supposed to take, and this person's doing it in 80% of the time. So, like, we maybe should get rid of this person because they're very slow. Uh, so I have a huge spreadsheet on that with everybody sure, who I've worked with. Sure, you were real popular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I had this coworker Marlon, who one day um, I, I was, you know, I he knew like I was tracking all this stuff and stuff, and um, he he asked me. I, I told him I was like, "Well, you're not the best worker based on the spreadsheet, <laughs> you know, based on the spreadsheet alone." And which does not at all factor in every single thing we do in our position. But I was like, based on that alone, you are not the best person here. And he was like, well, who's better than me? And I was like, well, I am. <laughs> and his response was like, okay, who, five other people. And I was like, well, you know, this person and this person and this person. And this. And so, like, it was, it was good natured. But, you know, obviously, no one wants to hear that, I guess. But... It is what it is. Do you play fantasy sports? Uh, I played fantasy football for a couple years while I was working. I won both seasons I played. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the kind of the league kind of fell apart. So I haven't played since then. I, I'm seeing monetization for you. <laughs> I haven't been able to utilize it well enough in fantasy movie league yet. And like that's and like I don't really watch sports anymore. But I watch movies, so like something I mean, I care about. Like I haven't been able to put together a top 100 season, even. Although I think um, the further we get with access to the Fandango sales, the the better this is going to be for me personally. Probably, maybe I don't know. The competition just gets harder. 
It's true. Everybody gets the same data points, and uh, everyone's playing the same thing, and differentiation is becomes much so more different. Becomes much more di- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think, think you think you might have seen me say I'm so jealous of the people that were there for the first year because yeah. yes. I feel like it was really easy to stand out. <laughs> You had Play a, all the pitch perfects. If you had any idea what you were doing, you were probably going to do really well. And now it's <laughs> like you could have a really good idea what you're doing, and one bad week, and you suck. <laughs> yep, uh, totally. It's it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Eesh. Well. Um, I guess, like, uh, I guess I did mention wanting to bring up, um, oh, what's the acronym? Uh, LAM. Oh, yes. Uh, just to kind of get your, your take on that. Because I it shockingly had never heard of this until you brought it up. Well, I, I didn't want to make it sound bigger than it was. It's, it's, <laughs> truth is, it's heyday was probably years and years ago, and I think we've moved past the need for something like it. Um, okay, so in 2007, I started a movie blog, and a year later, I started a directory of movie blogs, because there really wasn't such a thing out there. There was things like uh, networked blogs, or all these places where you would just go submit your site or whatever, but they were like global and everything, and they were just kind of a link farm, basically, mm. and... Uh, I wanted to create more or less a community of movie blogs, and it really didn't exist at the time. And uh, to be honest, I don't know if it really still does, but Twitter's kind of taken the place, I think. Mm, yeah. People are able to connect a hell of a lot easier now than they were in 2008 when it comes to finding like-minded blogs and whatnot, or like-minded moviegoers, whatever you want to call it. Um, so anyway, I created this thing and it, it was, it was a big deal for a long time and it was a big part of my life and, uh, it still exists. It's got about 2000 blogs as a part of it and a bunch of podcasts. There's a podcasting network. Um, so it's still going. It's just, I would say not quite as robust as it used to be. It's changed, uh, uh, editorial staff, we'll say a couple of times over. Ah, yes. But yeah, that was, that was that. Yeah, it's neat. I I was I was looking into it and like, I, you know, my my first instinct was like, okay, do I know? Are there any podcasts that I listen to or recognize that are like part of this thing? And well, I can you know, tell you like, uh, that Todd Thatcher is a member. Okay, that makes total sense. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, there's a guy writing for Forbes with uh, Scott Mendelson. I know the name. Uh, he's he was a member way back in the day. So there's there's a bunch of people I see that like, they're top critics on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. They're still at uh, it that yeah. were members eons ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people fl- like myself have flamed out, but there's a lot of people still at it, and it, it's cool. I've I know people all over the world as a result of it. It's great. We had a, oh, that's awesome. We've, we had meetups. There was one in Vegas. There was one in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I know. I know hundreds of people probably as a result of it that I'm still wow. in contact with. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Cool. Now I just appear yeah. on podcasts every now and then. I still sh- I still <laughs> I still show up uh like I'm I'm doing the Lambcast this weekend on uh the Oceans franchise. Oh neat. So 
I, I, I'm no longer the host, but I'm an occasional guest. That's nice. Yeah. Kind of grandfathered into that situation a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get to claim the founder role, and I still technically own it all, so. Oh, awesome. That's nice. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you mentioned meetups. Um, to kind of t- uh, uh, touch on that, um, so I this is this is the fourth per- this is the fourth episode I've recorded with somebody from Fa- Fantasy Movie League. Uh, the first person I talked to was Meg, who is rocking the six oh seven. Okay, we talked for about four hours. It was awesome. Wow, <laughs> and <laughs> we went on a ton of different tangents. One of them being uh, potentially meeting up. Uh, for Fantasy Movie League. You sure. Know. I'm sure you saw the thread on the yeah. chatter. Yeah. And uh, it's a pretty long thread and a lot of dissenting opinions about where it would be oh, yeah. place. It's a, it's a and nightmare. Kind of that kind of, oh. I, I can tell you firsthand experience. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's it's awful. You need one person um, to basically say, this is where it's at and this is what we're doing. Come or don't. <laughs> that Really, that's what it comes down to. Other, yeah. Otherwise, everyone—it's a million chefs in the kitchen. Everyone's got an opinion. <laughs> Nobody wants to travel, so, right? Yeah, Ex- exactly. Um, so our our quick fix um, duct tape solution to that issue, <laughs> uh, which we resolved in about ten minutes and determined that uh, we were smarter than everyone else, um, <laughs> is uh, is to so uh, she lives in like upstate New York. I live in Pittsburgh. So we're kind of in the same region. And I think I'm pretty sure I saw like a lot of people talking about Texas. I saw a lot of like California supporters and, you know, people living everywhere. So I get it. But like, why not just like our idea was have like multiple simultaneous Ah. ones. Yes. They don't have to be anywhere near the size that they would have to be as one and then just Skype everyone in. Uh, depends on the buy-in. You know, if you if you get three people at one, probably not True. so good. If you get ten to twenty at at three or four different sites, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I think the best thing would be like, I, I don't I don't know how much of this was a joke, but like I know somebody said that like there are only really six people that run FML, which could be true, and. uh but like have six sites, one of them goes to each one, so you've got <laughs> representation in all of them. Something like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there's. I know a lot of people would love to have some sort of meetup related to fantasy movie league, and I think the Discord has been as much of a proof of that as anything. Yeah. Um, I, I just think uh, eventually, I think it, it's just going to happen, and. The pro- and, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's going to be able to, like, fly across the country to California to do that, unfortunately. And I know there are plenty of people in California that aren't going to fly across to Philly or New York or D.C. Sure. or, you know, and, like, all the Canadians that we have who, you know, don't want to take the time to come into the States. It's 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 a nightmare, as you said. So, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's a solid idea. You, you'd, you'd have to have... You'd have to have however many sites you need a single person as the leader of that mm. site basically yeah. that they're in charge of running whatever's going on for that location the only real downside or not so much downside but complaint that i can already <laughs> hear from people 
would be, eh, I'm disappointed that so and so isn't at mine, or right. that uh, I, uh, the people that are. <laughs> I don't want to spend all day with Steve, or you know, <laughs> the, the people that are at mine are people that I don't know or really care about. I wish I was at the Texas one because so and so's there. Sure, obviously that's that's the first thing that's going to happen, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But short of but, that, uh, I, I think it's a solid idea. I think that's probably a better idea than trying to say, okay, it's at one place, because your your turnouts are going to be a hell of a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just by the nature of being able to successfully pull it off, even if you aren't like over the moon about the roster of people that have shown up at your particular site, you know, the fact that like everybody's out, everybody's engaging in this situation could like even lead to like maybe the next year there's half as many sites that you travel a little bit more further to get to and then you're like you're collected and then eventually we can actually actually find some single site maybe with enough trial and error yeah the longer the time that goes on more invested people get the more willing they'd be to do something like that Mm -hmm. like i had people come to vegas from baltimore and new york wow so they were they were willing to travel yeah that's great yeah yeah it's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, we aren't all unemployed spending our days watching movies. So, uh... well, Generally speaking, the younger you are, the easier it is for you to travel, despite the fact that usually the younger people have less money. But they mm-hmm. also they just don't have spouses or kids usually, so it's they can get on a plane pretty easily. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Solid point. I agree. If if I was constructing it, I would say there needs to be one person running it all, and then they have like five, six lieutenants in each of the <laughs> separate locations. Because you you gotta kind of have yeah. a chain of command to it. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I was supposedly the guy that was running the meetups that I was a part of, and I didn't want to have it be super structured. Hmm. But it's almost like you have to, because otherwise, if you don't have that, then nobody knows what anybody's doing, and then everybody's kind of frustrated. Right. I think the best way to do something like that is, uh, you say, you, you schedule a few things. You don't over-schedule, you don't under-schedule. You schedule a few things, and you say, this is what we're doing. Show up or don't. We'd love for you to show up. If you don't, great, whatever. Do your own thing, and you know that allows people. You know, if I'm if I'm traveling to, I'm in Arizona. If I'm traveling to like Denver, it's like okay. So for these blocks of time, we're, we're doing meetup stuff. The rest of the time, you can do whatever you want. Go visit uh, tourist stuff or whatever. Sure. And that's and that's my two cents. Yeah. I, yeah. Fair enough. Um, it's a work in progress, and uh, it'll. Take some ironing out to get us to that point. Are, hopefully, are you, you going to take the reins? Are you going to be the uh, one in charge? I definitely have like the knack for like organization, I guess, but <laughs> um, I don't know how comfortable I would feel in that position uh, necessarily. I'm not take ownership. Um, Do it. Otherwise, it won't get done. That's the other thing. <laughs> if, if there's not one person, then everybody's kind of doing that thing where they all have an opinion and nobody decides on anything and everybody just gets frustrated. That's that's why I kind of say you got to just be like, this is what's no. happening. This is when it's happening. <laughs> it's happening tomorrow. You're going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, 
So my, my goal will be to find somebody who can do that. And uh, <laughs> we'll be off to the races. Because I, I really don't know that it, that that person is me at this point in time. Um, but you're interested really... in the meetup. Well, you know, worst case scenario, maybe you just uh, find all the people within a couple hundred mile radius of where you are and say, let's all meet up in Philly or whatever. Right. And then all the other people who aren't in that radius get jealous, do their own thing, <laughs> and then we get, you know, an umbrella situation going on. Could do it. Could work. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, Dylan, it's been great to have you on here. It's I been... really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, I hope I have uh, sufficiently <laughs> satisfied your... your uh, My fascination? Your, yeah, your fascination and, and uh, other synonymous words. Uh, with my my obsession, my compulsion to watch every movie I can get my hands on and take copious copious notes afterward <laughs> that are all statistics based, um, and to do so and fly in the face of all stereotypes. Indeed, <laughs> that 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 entails. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a feat unto itself. <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, before before we finish this out. Um, I, I'm just going to offer you the option of promoting something or, or advertising or whatever you'd like to do. No, I have no plugs. No uh, plugs? No, not really. I have a Twitter that I barely use, so why bother? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, check out the I Lambcast. Guess, it's a good podcast. Yeah. Check out the Lambcast. Check out the site. Uh, I know like just peru- there's tons of podcasts on there if you're in need for more podcasts movie related specifically you know go check it out and i'm sure you'll find a handful that you've never even heard of that'll be interesting yeah uh, i know i did um and uh, if you this is kind of my like demo but if you don't play fantasy movie league try to <laughs> it's it's fun and it's free so join us you have you have no reason not to <laughs> And uh, you'll get a you'll get a better taste of all the people I've been talking to, and and it's fun. It's a great community. It it really is. Yeah. Um, so thank you one more time, and uh, yeah, it's it's what uh, ten thirty there. Ten thirty. Yeah. So have a good rest of your night. I shall. Thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll see you in the Discord. All right. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye bye. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun and uh, a little a little enlightening, I will say. Uh, if you'd like to catch more episodes or check out more information about the show, you can find most of that at circleoffilm.com. If you would like to follow me or get in touch with me, ask me questions, further follow-ups, uh, you can do that on Twitter at circleoffilm or on email circleoffilm at gmail.com. And if you would like to support the show, you can do so for as little as eight cents an episode on patreon.com/slash circle of film. Thank you so much, and as always, have a week.